Hey there, everybody. I hope you're having a good day today. Um, I It has been brought to my attention recently through the recent guests that I've had on the show that we really need to address our kids and how to raise an authentic kid. And you know, that's what my podcast is about, being authentic. Because as you know, I believe if you're not being authentic, you're not happy. And I have been discussing last week with Christina about her polyamorous relationship and how that didn't work out. And it really boiled down to her self-esteem and just not being happy with herself. And we, you know, we're talking a little bit about how we can remedy that, especially in girls. I think it's a big problem. And then when we grow up, we end up making some huge mistakes because we think this is all we can get. We're not good enough. All these, you know, self-sabotaging thoughts that really aren't true. So how do we instill that in our kids, but especially, like I said, our daughters to live authentically, to have pride and self-esteem so that they can make better choices in life when they get older. And then on top of that, when I was talking to Jamie Shipman, who is a transsexual, that how do we allow our kids to be authentic to us and feel free to be themselves in a container that is accepting and loving and that they aren't afraid to be authentic in front of their parents and just giving them that freedom to explore and figure out who they are and that who they are is okay. So those two subjects have really been on my heart the last couple of weeks after my um, last two interviews. So I kind of wanted to um, do a little research about that and kind of come to you guys with maybe some ways that if you are still raising kids or have grandkids that you can instill that in them and um, just help them grow and be the best versions of themselves, whatever that looks like. So let's dive right in. Um, I believe that when you raise an authentic kid, that is going to just increase their happiness. Um, their self-esteem is going to go through the roof and they're just going to have better relationships all the way around. I mean, I remember when I was in school, you know, we didn't have the internet and cyberbullying, and, you know, it was bad enough just going to school every day and, you know, having kids be mean. But now you've got this platform where, kids can just bully online. And I can't imagine having that to deal with on top of just everyday life as, you know, a teen or a tween. But if we start early, I mean, really, really young toddlers and teaching them some things, I think that when they get to that difficult stage of junior high, high school, that they will have that self-esteem and they won't be a follower. They'll be a leader or they will be okay with making their own decisions and not really caring about what other people think, which, I mean, even as an adult, that's difficult to do, right? One thing that I think is super important is teaching kids to stand up for themselves. Um, I think a lot of times we as parents expect our kids to be respectful, and that is true, but almost to the detriment 
of not speaking up. And that's just not right. They have a voice. It's important. What they have to say is important. And they can be taught how to do that in a way that is respectful. But they still need to have a voice because if they don't, they're not going to come to you with maybe something that happened or something that went wrong. So teaching them that their voice is important and it needs to be heard, I think is super, super important. I did not do that with my kids. And partially that was because of the way the church told me to raise my kids. So they, I don't think they felt like they had a voice. And as I've said many times before in the podcast, I wish I could go back and reparent my children. <laughs> so letting kids have a voice, I think, is number one in raising an authentic kid. So studies have shown that children have the largest social and emotional development before age six. And, and that's when they explore their feelings and learn how to express themselves. Because, you know, kids look at your reaction when they say things, and that's how they learn how to express themselves and what is okay and what isn't okay and like social cues and that kind of thing. And that's developed at a very early age. So just be mindful of how you react to your child because they are watching you and you are shaping them by your reactions. So what are some ways that you can give your child a voice? Um, really some simple things ask them, you know, what vegetable they want for dinner. Give them a choice. Do you want carrots or you want broccoli? You know, what do you like? Um, try giving them choices just in everyday life. Let them have a choice in what they might be wearing that day. Give them three choices. You know, what shirt do you want to wear today? Um, just little things like that will give them confidence, but they're still able to express themselves through what they're wearing, what they're eating, what they're doing, all these little um, choices that you're giving them. So it teaches them that their voice matters, what they like or what they are feeling matters. So just giving them those little choices, I think really helps with them feeling autonomous. And obviously you can't let your child decide everything because, you know, they're going to wake up one day and say, I don't want to go to school today. And so there are times that, um, yeah, you really can't make that choice. You have to go to school. And I think parents need to stop taking their kids' choices personally. Like if your kid comes out with some funky outfit on that doesn't match, you know, don't sit there and be mean about it and like put them down, you know, just like highlight their creative creativity in what they picked out. And just go with it. Like, just let them be. I don't, you know, I don't know what the big deal is, except that people are going to look at your kid in public and be like, wow, look at, you know, what they're wearing. But so what? That's the things that they need to be like, mind your own karma. I want to wear this today. Their differences in style and lifestyle and what they want to wear, what they want to do. All those little differences that make them stand out from everyone else instead of punishing them for it or giving them a negative attitude toward those things that should be celebrated and be like, look how creative you are. And no one is going to look like you today out there. Like you are going to rock this outfit. <laughs> I mean, that's so cool if you could do that, right? And not put yourself in it and be like, oh my God, I'm going to be so embarrassed if we go out and my kid looks like this. 
you know, when you see those pictures um, that are made up of a bunch of other little pictures, it's like thousands of tiny little pictures and you step back and you see this whole other picture. Kids need to understand that they're one of those pieces in that bigger picture. And if they're missing, they're not being authentic and they're, they're missing out of that puzzle there's going to be a hole there. You know, when you get to the end of the puzzle and you've lost a piece and you're like, what the heck happened to the piece? Cause that ruins the entire puzzle. So if your kid's not being authentic, then the puzzle's not complete. They need to understand that they are an important piece to the entire puzzle, the world's puzzle. I mean, you have a family puzzle, you have, you know, different levels of puzzles, but even in the entire world's puzzle, if that person's missing, People are missing out. People are missing out on your child and the gifts that they have to offer the world. So value your child's differences because that's what makes them unique. And those are the things that are going to make them happy. Nothing is better than being able to be yourself. Give that gift to your child. Another thing that we do as parents is we get so busy parenting and working and doing our everyday lives that we lose our authenticity. And what does that show our kids? We need to be authentic to our children. We need to fill our own cups up and give ourselves the gift of being us because that is showing them that it's okay to do the same. Have hobbies. Go do something with a friend. Have a life. I mean, Have a life so that your child can see that you are living authentically also and that you have a life. Why do we feel guilty for going on a date with, you know, your significant other and leaving the kids at home? Why do we feel guilty going out to dinner and having a nice dinner, a quiet dinner alone with your significant other and leaving the kids at home? We should not feel that way, but instead we run ourselves ragged and you end up getting bitter and depressed and unhappy. And that is not something that you want to be showing your kids or modeling to your kids, right? So you showing your authenticity to your child is going to give your child permission to feel like they can live authentic also. Another thing that you can do is a huge gift to your kids is to teach them mindfulness to teach them how to meditate and just to check in with themselves, close their eyes and just take notice of how they're feeling right now. Um, What are the thoughts? What's happening um, with them right now? Are you happy? Are you sad? Let's talk about that. Why? What is making you feel that way? I really think mindfulness should be taught in school. I mean, I would have benefited greatly by having you know, even just a minute or two before a test to meditate, just close my eyes, take in some deep breaths and just relax because tests are stressful. (laughs) And just to have that moment to be, to breathe and just kind of center yourself. And I think you would do so much better on the tests. I remember I had a dance teacher in high school that Every once in a while, she would do that. She didn't call it a meditation. I don't even remember what she called it, but I loved those days because we just would lay on the floor and she would play music. And every once in a while, she would insert 
just some little saying that like really boosted your self-esteem and just made you feel better about yourself. And it was just so relaxing and nice. Even just teaching your child when they start getting frustrated or angry to take in a deep breath and just let it out, do that a couple times and let's refocus and recenter and let's talk about what's going on, how you're feeling and what can we do to remedy whatever's going on. Let's talk about it calmly and let's get this figured out for you. And just be there to ask the questions. What are you feeling right now? What happened? How do you think you could change the outcome or you can change the situation? Give your child, let your child think about that themselves. And then you can insert, you know, what what do you think about this or that? You know, um, how do you feel about doing it this way? And still giving them the choice. And then even though you might see that the choice they make isn't going to maybe be the best choice, but let them play that out and let them learn and then reevaluate it again and come back and just say, okay, so you decided to do that and it doesn't look like it worked out very well for you. So what else can you do? What what other things did we discuss that might work um, better for the next time? So allow them to make mistakes, allow them to make decisions and see what the consequences are, because that is adulting, right? Um, Let them do it when they're small, when the choices that they make are not horrendously huge. We want to shield our kids so much that I think it's really to their detriment in the long run, because we're not teaching our kids how to navigate in the world. By doing that, you're not always going to be around to help little Johnny out. Little Johnny's got to learn how to do it himself. Otherwise, you're constantly going to be fixing everything, even when they're older. Not that you shouldn't be there for your kids when they're older, but at the same time, we have to teach them how to adult and how to be happy adults and how to be adjusted adults. That is your job. Your job is not to fix Johnny. You can't fix Johnny. Johnny's got to fix himself and learn how to navigate in the world. You know, I was the mom that was basically the one saying, just straighten up, stop crying, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But allowing your kid to have a couple moments just to collect their thoughts when they're kind of out of control, um, you know, just tell them, okay, go to your room for a couple minutes and when you're ready, to discuss what happened, come on out. But you're not going to get anything done when they're in a highly emotional state. So just let them collect themselves. And they just need, you know, kids need to know that it's not okay for them to, it's okay for them to feel their feelings, but it's not okay for them to take it out on you. So those are just some things for boys and girls, but I really kind of want to focus on just girls right now because I think the biggest thing is that we don't, we struggle believing in ourselves and standing tall and having that authenticity and having that self-discipline and pride 
in ourselves. So we aren't being good models of that. So I think that is key to where to begin. So just know that you are your child's biggest role model. So if she sees you not accepting yourself, you're just modeling that for her. So just be mindful that when you talk about your weight or how you look or things like that, that you are modeling that for your girls. When you compare yourself to somebody else or, you know, say, oh, I wish I was thinner, I wish I was prettier, all those things, your daughter hears that and they're going to start thinking the same way. Instead of saying that, you know, I'm fat and putting yourself down, maybe just um, put it in a way that puts a little positive spin on it by saying, I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm not healthy right now. Don't say you're fat. I mean, you're in charge of what goes in your fridge and cupboards. And so just make sure that there are healthy choices in there so that your daughter doesn't have to worry about her weight. And I understand that there's medical issues sometimes that can cause, you know, different things um, as far as weight. So I'm not talking about that, but just not talking about weight in a negative way or saying to to a child, oh, if you eat that, that's going to make you fat. You know, those kind of comments are not helpful. The other thing, and I know we kind of talked about this earlier already, but just letting your daughter know that her opinion matters because I think women feel like they get shut down a lot and you don't want your daughter growing up feeling like you shut her down. You want her growing up to know that her opinion matters and that she does have a voice and it's okay to use it. You're not being bossy. You're not being bitchy. You're not being mean. And that is what we teach our girls. They feel like if they stand up for themselves, that it's a bad thing. When their opinion differs from someone else and we're having not an argument, but a disagreement with somebody, they feel bad for having their own opinion. And they feel bad voicing that opinion. They feel like they should just stand there and shake their head and just not say anything. And it's just so crazy. I mean, I didn't learn that till I was in my 40s that I could say what I thought. I think as we get older, we have figured out that just doing that makes us pissed off and bitter. So it doesn't work. And after we've done it for so many years and had to work through all that bull crap that we figured it out. So why don't we give our daughters, do our daughters a favor and give them that gift young. And man, I cannot stress enough how to not allow other people, institutions, society tell you how to raise your daughter. That is my biggest regret in raising my kids is I allowed an institution to tell me what to do and how to do it. And I hate that I did that. You know your child best and you should be the role model, not some institution. The other thing we can do is, and that we do with girls is make less of an effort to comment on appearance. I think maybe we can make comments more in the direction of how smart you are, how funny you are, 
um, how great you are at doing this sport or look how artistic you are. Those kind of things build self-esteem and put it less on looks, which just, I mean, they get enough of that. They get enough of that. They're going to get it no matter what you do. They're going to get it at school. They're going to get it on the internet. They're going to get it on TV. They're going to get it on TikTok and all these other things. So make it less about that and kind of praise those other things that she's good at. Your girl is more than her looks and we need her to know that. I mean, those comments just naturally come out, right? When you see your friend's little girl and you're like, oh my God, she's so cute, you know, whatever. And it's just like, it just, you, you're giving a compliment. You think that's what you're supposed to do, but we have to retrain our brains. <laughs> so try and find those other things that make your daughter beautiful. Like she's so kind. She's brilliant at math. She's quick-witted and funny and she cares about people, those things, those things that are the core of their person, the things that are authentic and the things that are unique. Another thing you can do is find something they're good at, whether it be art, whether it be a sport, something that they're good at to build their self-esteem. I mean, my daughter saw my son taking karate and at two years old, she wanted to do karate. And so we put her in there and before you knew it, she was beating up the boys. She was doing tournaments and winning, you know, these boys that were bigger than her and left them on the mat crying, you know, because she just had that determination and we started it early and she ended up getting her black belt by the time she was 10, you know, so that obviously built a lot of self-esteem in her that she could achieve such a huge goal and something that she was good at, something that taught her how to defend herself. That's another thing that gives you a lot of self-confidence. Knowing that you can hold your own like that is huge for girls. The other thing that karate did for my daughter, it crashed through the stereotype that only boys can do this. Only boys can win when it comes to a physical sport. And she proved that one wrong. And she went in at two years old. So she didn't have any of those preconceived, oh, I'm a girl, so I can't do it. So starting them super young on stuff like that really helps block that stereotype gender thing that happens to a lot of girls. And I and I think that my daughter winning tournaments with boys also showed the boys um, kind of helped with the block of boys that well I'm gonna you know win because I'm a boy. I'm sure they underestimated her just because she was a girl, and so they showed she showed them that that assumption was wrong. We just really have to watch the labels that we put on women in general because we talk about other women in front of our daughters. We need to show that we're supportive of other women, that we boost other women up, that we support each other, not that we strip each other down and that other women are the enemy. And I mean, those days are over. Let's just erase that. Those days are over. This isn't a competition. There is enough of everything for everyone. The abundance is there. So why do we have to make this a competition? between us and other women. 
And that's something we should not be modeling for our kids, period, male or female. So another thing that comes to mind is allowing your daughters to dream big and don't squash the dreams. No matter how crazy or outlandish they are, just, I mean, kids are going to jump from one thing to the next anyway, so just let them. And, you know, I remember my son wanted to be a chef. He was, I don't know, 15, and I went out and I, you know, got online and I looked at schools and I had schools give me all the curriculum and the classes and all these packets came and I was, you know, giving it to him. And then we would go to a restaurant and um, have the chef come out and talk to him. Um, And then he changed and he wanted to be like a pastry chef. And so um, I took classes, cake decorating classes with him and we learned how to decorate cakes and stuff. And so, you know, he did neither of those right now. So, but I still supported him in that. And so that's super important. Um, at one point he wanted to go in the Navy. And so, uh, my boyfriend was in the Navy. So I had him take him down to the recruiter and he took the test and, you know, did he go into the Navy? No, he didn't. Um, but I'm going to be there to support him in that and help him figure out that whether this is the path or not. So let your kids dream, let them dream big and be their biggest fan. Another thing I was thinking about was generational pressures. You know, when you're the kid, like all your brothers and sisters and maybe even your parents and grandparents were very successful Maybe they were doctors or lawyers or, you know, something that made a lot of money and your siblings are going down that track too. And everybody's proud of them. And you're sitting there going, I just want to open a dog training center. And I don't think I can because my parents and everyone is going to be disappointed in me. Let me tell you something. Parents' disappointment in their child can be so devastating because you're not allowing your child to be authentic to you. And would you rather have that child go to school and be a doctor and be horribly unhappy their entire life because they're not doing the thing that they were meant to do. The thing that they were made to do because of your expectations, because you don't want to be embarrassed by your child because somehow their choices are a reflection on you and your parenting. You need to take you out of it. Your child is an individual that has their own dreams and expectations and has their own path to their own happiness. And who are you to stand in their way, no matter what the choices are? I don't care if my kid flips burgers for the rest of their life, if that is their passion and that is what they want to do and that they can be self-sufficient in that. I don't care. I really don't. You could be picking up garbage on the side of the road. You know what? Somebody has to do it. 
And if you feel that that is your thing, then go for it. I have no problem with it. Take your ego and your pride out of it and allow your child to live the life that's going to make them happy. And lastly, our kids know we're not perfect, okay? So be authentic to them and sometimes sharing where you think that you messed up in life can help them make better decisions. So don't think that you have to, you know, show a perfect mom or dad model to them. It's okay to mess up even as an adult and discuss that with your kids. Even though I'm an adult, I still mess up. And if it involved your kid, then maybe you need to, you know, incorporate an apology in there also, but they need to see that. And if you talk about when you were a kid, this happened and this is what happened, the outcome was and stuff, I think, and you, and you, and you show your kids that you survived, you were fine, you're fine. And, you know, maybe even find a little bit of humor in some of your past mistakes as a kid then they'll see that. And, you know, mom's human too. And it's okay. She survives and she does her best and I'm going to survive too. So I know a lot of this sounds like common sense and it sounds easy, but it really is not easy. Like trying to retrain our brains and how we talk to women and how we talk about women. I mean, this is how we've been talking about women for centuries. and you know, it, it just needs to change. It needs to change and it needs to change starting yesterday. And it has to start with us and in how we are raising our daughters so that we can start passing down a better and healthier framework for our daughters and granddaughters. I mean, personally, I made some horrible mistakes because I had no self-esteem and I didn't know how to check in with myself and not feel the pressure of doing a certain thing because that's what was expected of me. The combination of expectation and low self-esteem is a recipe for disaster, a recipe that will get you in the most unhappiest place so fast. So maybe it's time that we start even talking to ourselves differently and building ourselves up. It's got to start with us women realizing these things and changing it so that we can make a difference in our future generations of females. We have to stop tolerating some of the talk that has been so programmed for us to say and and how we think about women. Just things that you hear all the time, you know, like sayings like, you run like a girl. You know, anytime you put that tagline, like a girl, at the end of whatever was prior to that, the meaning, the context automatically means that you're weak, that you're not good. You're not good enough. You're, you're not Somebody's better than you. And we need to teach our boys to stop saying that. And other things that we allow people to say, like 
talking about our female parts and saying, you know, using the P word and saying, you're such a P word, you know, meaning that that's that again, you're weak. And it's like, you know what? My female parts uh, pushed out a baby. So I don't think that's weak. And then on the other hand, we'll talk about guy parts, you know, and say stuff like, you've got some balls to do that. Like, they're tough. Okay, those are probably the least toughest part of a man's body entirely. But that's the way we talk. So I think we should start a I run like a girl movement. Yeah, I run like a girl. Good luck trying to catch me. So let's change the narrative. Let's flip the script and start a new story. Start a new story for us and the future generations of females. It has to start with us and what we tolerate and what we don't tolerate. It's time for us to find our place and find our voice. We teach people how to treat us. So let's teach them a better way. So I hope today's episode made you think a little bit about how we are raising our females and just how some of the things, generational, societal things that we automatically do and say can affect that greatly. So as always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. We'll see you next time. much for listening to the Mind Your Own Karma podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating or a comment. It would help get the word out about this podcast and reach more people. You can click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow me there as well. If you would like to send me a message, have an idea for an upcoming episode, or even think you or someone you know might be a great guest on the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.